Everyone ready? Everyone's good. Why can I only hear myself in one ear? Okay, sort that out. Hello? 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 hello. Hey, hello, hello. But I always do. Hello? Hello, hello. Hey, hello. Shut hello. up, man. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Kiki. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh, sorry. I'm just checking. <laughs> that. I've got the headphones on, man. Jesus. I am finished. Yeah, that was here, man. She's got a petite little mermaidy figure, like, you know, like she looks like. That's not Ariel. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Don't Alert the Stands. My name is Eze McKenzie and I'm here today with Nick and Chopin. Brilliant. And how are your weeks, guys? <laughs> um, really good, actually. Like I'm um, getting back to a routine in terms of everything. Um, music releases are a bit heavy. So in terms of music, it's been very overwhelming, which we'll get into when we talk about our releases. But um yeah, it's been a good week. I uh, went to an event with Shoppe again, an album listening party for um, Rags Original. Good album from first listen. And yeah, really good week, Shoppe. I'm good. Just good? That's all. I'm good. Yeah, alive, you know, making it through. How's work and stuff? Wait, you know what I've noticed? Because I've been listening back to the old episode. Shoppe has like a script in his head when it comes to the, his week. Like he just says the same thing, but he reorders it in different ways I'm every single dying. time. I'm dying. I have nothing to say. I'm good. Life is okay. How's the writing stuff? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. Do you know whenever I edit this podcast, I have to edit out the silent parts when it comes to Chopin talking about his day? You edit them really well. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank he you. does. They, they, they do take a while. Shout out to Head Honcho, Matthew Knowles here. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing I am that. the second lead vocalist <laughs> of the group. <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, Yeah, Eden. Eden, how's your week been, man? Um, It's been mentally congested. Interesting word. In what ways? I've had a lot of things that I've had to focus on throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, I edit this podcast on a Sunday, usually. Shout out to Eads for that. Um, and, and then we try and get mastered and finished by Monday. It, I'm still learning how to edit podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I might, you might actually only hear me in one ear if you're listening to this because something happened to the headphones or the microphone that I'm recording with. But um, yeah, so I did the podcast on a, on a Sunday and then obviously nine to five duties, app duties, friend duties, stuff like that. So it's just been a really, really, really busy week. Um, and obviously um, World Mental Health Day was... Wednesday. Wednesday, right? Wednesday or Tuesday, but yeah. definitely midweek. So I was like talking to a few people about mental health, like um, a few friends that have some like mental health stuff going on. It was a very, 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 very busy week. And unfortunately music was very busy as well. So trying to keep up with all the releases and like just trying to have like an opinion that 
is completely separate to mental health and stuff like that has been difficult. Mm. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about some mental health stuff later on. Um, nothing too deep unless these two have something that they want to say. But I imagine the way that Chope said his day was or his week, he's not going to say I'm much. crying. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all to be honest. Like busy week, busy week. That is cool, man. Um, yeah, it has been has been a lot of releases, and yeah, it's been it's been a busy week mm. in general in terms of music. But speaking of releases, Nick Grapevine Thursday. Why are wow. you shouting that out? <laughs> like literally, you don't need to shout that out. Why not? Um, it's, no, I'm not shouting out the show. I'm shouting out the fact that you're on it on uh, Thursday. Yeah, potentially, potentially there was a couple of filmings that we did. Okay. Um, so I may or may not be on Thursday, but um, yeah, shout out to that platform. US episodes, I'm missing them. Um, and then yeah, we filmed some UK series as well. So there's some good content to come. Some creators on there and all that. So yeah, some really good topics to come. If you're a fan of that kind of digital space debate shows. But yeah, let's move on, man. If you guys don't watch it, I highly recommend it. Nick is on there, killing it every week. Okay, but can we show. start? <laughs> what is this promo? Did you guys organize this shit or no, something? No, 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 no. Okay, let's move on. And you said Shoppe is modest about his releases and you're oh, here shuffling in the chair days. whilst we talk about the great event. Anyway, let's move on. So, as always, we're going to discuss what we've been listening to. Um, it's not really been much for me. I haven't really been listening to anything new because as we've just kind of discussed already, it's just too much. It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. So the only new thing I really have been listening to is Sick Slack, Slack, um, whatever his name black? is. It's no. Not, it's not black. Cheeky no. black? It's not. It's not black. No. If it was black, he would use a B rather than a six. Thank you. Can uh, we respect the fact that he's trying to innovate can we respect on the grammar? internet? Like, he, black is a commonly searched word. Okay, but my that parents sent why. me to primary school and I didn't learn it was A6, C, D, E, F, G, so... Can we respect There's grammar? That. Can we respect pres- prescriptivism? Can we respect that? Can we respect it's a creative field? No, and we these can't. creative people nope. will do the most. We can't do that all the time. Nope. Scissor Words. doesn't look like scissor. Yes, it does. SZA looks does. more appropriate. I mean, it does. Scissor. Yeah, scissor. Scissor. It yeah. does. But the A. No one does the R ah bit. They just say. People pronounce, do the people, Tumblr pronunciation. R can be pronounced ah or. It can be pressing different. Okay, just ways. let's like have it. You know the words? You know, shout out to Chris from the Reed. You know, words mean things. Um, <laughs> so, um, I've been listening to Slack's album, Six Black. Like, Black, 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 black. Is this your stand? Is this who you're standing for? I'm not even standing for him. I'm literally just respecting his artistic expression. I'm I'm trying to figure out who you stand for because I know who he, like the people he stands for. But I know who you stand for. Keeping it locked, keeping it low key. Who do I stand for? Division and Drake. I don't stand for Drake. What are you talking about? Okay. Drake's coming up later anyway. Exactly. So, so in a different capacity. So <laughs> we can discuss the six gods. You know, I, I want to work for, out for, for Nick's too. I need to work out who Nick stands for. Uh, we'll yeah. never be told. We'll never be told. Okay. Mick Jenkins. That's probably one of the only people that I've seen you go hard for. Uh, I wouldn't say stand. I would Rico just say Nasty like, on the lowest of keys. Rico not really. You do tweet really? about her a lot. I, I just tweet about her because I'm excited for female rap and she's one of the newest female rappers making a big movement in the game. So I'm just seeing if it will last or not. And I'm also interested into why Atlantic Records are signing so many women right now and if they're actually pushing them for a gender or not. But that's a separate topic. Let's go back to black, slack, whatever. Six slack, slack. Okay. So cool. he released his album, East Atlanta Love Letter, about a month ago now. 
Yeah. So I'd and I I'd listened I listened to it very briefly the week it came out. But it was kind of a situation where it was one in 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 one ear out the other. I just wasn't really paying attention, and I've heard like um many positive thoughts from these two and many of my friends and i was like you know what let me check out properly this week because i did like it from the first listen but i've really taken time to really like absorb absorb it and Mm. really spend time with it and um i will say this definitely not as good as everyone was telling me what i do think it's a solid project i think it's good but I was out, I was out here expecting like you, I don't know the second coming or something, but okay. I do like it and I do think in general I think it would just be a grower. I think in general we grow. So I do think even by the end of this year, I probably would say I would love the album. Mm. I, I like I like it. I don't dislike it. So I think it's a very solid project. Yeah, it flows nicely. It's very cohesive. I like the fact that um I like the subject matter he's speaking about. It sounds like he's been going through a lot of things the, since his first album, and that's another thing. I'm actually a new six like fan in general not for any particular reason just because there's just too much music so i never actually got around to his first project no reason in particular i just never got around to it but i do want to go back and do my research now so he's given he sold me well enough to check out his earlier catalog mm. so with that being said my favorite songs on this were let her go yep which i think should have a bryce until remix one day i think that would be great um <clears throat> was that disagreeing or are you agreeing i'm listening to what you're saying to me shopper I was actually going to say real quick, like just back to your old point about people hyping up things. Like, I think this year everyone's just said, that's fire, that's fire, that's fire. I'm like, where's the nuance? Like, I'm trying to hear, yeah. you, is it fire number 10 or is it fire number seven or is it average? Like, I think people are, fire's the very quick buzz term. Mm. So, where it slaps. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've even used it saying. slaps. To be honest, I have used it slaps. To so, be like, fair. When I have, and I've used fire. Yeah. But, like, Coming towards the end of the year, I just think that now it's time to take a step back and really critically evaluate these albums yeah. and actually take them in and stuff. But um, I just wanted to say I actually absolutely agree with what you said. Because someone that. was saying that, um, oh, it's over for you niggas. Slack dropped the best album of the year. I was like, oh, let me check this out then. Then I checked it out, mate. Huh? It's over for you. <laughs> Everyone says it's over for you, niggas. This is a bot. Like all these one-liners, and I'm like, okay. And that doesn't audio take away. Fire, like that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a good album. Mm-hmm. It does, but. Mm. It's just, it didn't change my life. But anyway, so let her go. Dying. Um, Balenciaga freestyle, loaded I like gun. I like that. I love nonchalant and pretty little fears. So those are my favorite songs. Nonchalant is dope. Secondly, um, Raven Linnae. Um, I think we've discussed her a few times already on the show, but um, I actually mentioned her um, a while back. You did, yeah. Moon shoes, but that was like a one listen thing when I actually had mentioned it. So now once again, I actually can talk more about it in depth about it and i've just come to the conclusion that she just makes pretty music i think that's the perfect way to describe her she's just it's just very pretty like her voice is pretty her soundscapes are pretty the way she arranges her vocals is pretty she just makes really nice easy listening r&b music and i love the fact that moon shoes is vastly different sonically to oh my gosh yes man crush was kind of in like that you can tell steve lacy was involved with crush and that's not a bad thing because he's amazing no that's what it's meant to be when they combine together but um this was like a very different it kind of is more in the vein of your standard alternative r&b or atmospheric r&b that kind of you know sparse production Mm. 
But um, I think she, her voice is really like the selling point because most of these singers that do that kind of music, not to say that they're not talented or whatever, but their tones can be quite, uh, how can I phrase it? Their tones are quite, not bare, but they're kind of, they, they la- they're lacking in some sort of, Body, body, yeah. Whereas she has a really nice sweet spot to her, to her voice, and you mm. can hear that on even all the features she's done. Mm. So I think it really just really um amplifies the quality of the song. So yeah, definitely check out Moon Shoes, and um, the songs I recommend are Everything Above, Sleep Talking, Moon Shoes, and <clears throat> Venezuela Trains. And lastly, so my throwback of the week. I was randomly randomly listening to my former good friend Trey songs. I don't know what happened. Formerly. <laughs> oh, because he sucks now. He's fucking oh, trash. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> but back in the day... Well then. Trey songs used to be my guy. When I was like 14, 15 years old, Trey songs was my guy. The first four albums, I Gotta Make It, Trey Day, Ready, Passion, Pain and Pleasure, Mad, mad, just brilliant R&B music. So I listened to Passion, Pain and Pleasure this week. Just, and I just felt mad nostalgic listening to it because that album came out eight years ago. So I was 15 years old. And it just it's just crazy to think that it's now getting to a point where that there's music coming out. Sorry, we're just laughing at Candy's album cover right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really sorry. Like, Went you know, on my TL. You know, I'm sorry, fun- guys. Funnily enough, Candy doesn't want to release music with her group, but she wants to continue making solo music as if anyone cares for it. Candy, just go back to escape. Can we continue about Trey songs, please? Stay on topic. <laughs> anyway, sorry, it's, sorry, sorry. Right, continue. Called, Trey what, songs. What's it called? Ready for this. We're ready for you to stop. And we're ready for you to make a nice reunion album of Escape. Shopping. Guys, guys, you, you know what I say all the time. Come on, bed. I'm going to sleep right now. But yeah. Five minutes. So as I was saying, it's just crazy to think that I'm now I'll get into the age where there are certain artists and albums that could kind of remind me of like my teenagers, my youth. And Trey Song is definitely one of those guys because I was a huge fan of him back in the day. So um yeah, Passion, Pain and Pleasure, really um really, really good album. So check out Red Lipstick, check out Alone, Love Faces, Please Ooh, Return My Call. Yeah. Love Faces with my and, That um, was unfortunate. Actually. So yeah, that's my lessons for the week. And um I will be listening to LMA Usher, Van Jess, hopefully the, in, the, in the weeks, I'll be discussing that in more depth next week. But I did check these out very briefly, but I didn't feel I'm in the space to talk about them with the, with the same amount of analysis. Yeah. So Eden, Nick, who's next? Well, you can go Eden. I was just going to say something quickly. So um, if anyone tunes into this for like reactions to new releases, um, we were talking about this on the way here. And I think all three of us prefer to take in an album fully before we review it. So say there's an album that comes out on like a Thursday, obviously we record on Saturdays. You may not hear our reactions to it straight away because we want to have an honest opinion from an honest listen. Um, so we might've listened to it once or twice fully, but we haven't had the opportunity to fully take it in properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to say that quickly. So. I've listened to a few albums this week. I haven't really taken them in properly. So LMA, for example, I listened to it. I have my own opinions about it, but I'll give it a proper go again, probably later on this week and then probably talk about it next week, mm. Saturday, if I remember. And if I haven't, that means I didn't like it. So, you know. Yeah. Um. So you said I can go, right? Yeah, go for it. So I have quite a few at the moment. Um. So I had quite a busy week, like I said, mentally. So I use music as a crutch. 
Um, so what I was listening to was, let's start with Etta Bond. So I've had this song on repeat so much throughout this entire week. Um, I love this song. Yeah, Let Me Hear. I just think it's a really, really beautiful song. Mm. It made me really appreciate the clarity of Etta Bond's tone. Um, the way Her diction is amazing. Um, so many artists could learn from her. Mm, uh, facts, yeah. Ariana Grande, for example, has some of the worst diction I've ever heard in my life. She basically combines words and blends them together and releases it in a song in an octave, which she's stolen from Mariah Carey. But um, Whoa. Wow. Yeah, sorry. I'm in a bit of a mood, sorry. Um, but yeah, Let Me Hear, Etta Bond was a really, really good song. Video's good as well. Um, I've been listening to her for quite a while. I haven't really appreciated her for her music, really. I liked Seen and Never Heard. Um, what else has she released? Um, Bad For Me as well. Quite a few good songs. Met Him. But, that's another good song. Yeah. Um, she has a song called A2 which was recently yeah recently she has a challenge that's going on as well actually so if there's any singers check that out um, she released the instrumental on her SoundCloud check that out and release it and then maybe tag us tag at datspod and we'll listen see what we we think of it um, so Airborne let me hear is what I've been listening to on repeat um, there was an artist that I heard about through Loyal Kana <laughs> called um, Barney Artist he released a project called Home Is Where The Heart Is. It's very good. The one thing I will say though, is it was mixed. I don't think it was mixed that well. So I was listening to it through my headphones. I use um, Skull Candy Crushes, if you know what that is. I think the bass on them are really good and they're really cheap as well. Um, so check them out. Actually, I should get paid for that. Don't check it out. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Home Is Where The Heart Is. sponsorship. Alive? Oh, this album. I was just looking at that. Yeah. I think I've given it a spin. Have, don't have an opinion. I've heard a few it. songs. Yeah. So it has quite a jazz feel to it. There's loads of yeah. um, saxophones and um, he kind of rhymes under loads of pianos. Um, he has a few appearances from like family where they like clap on instrumentals and stuff like that for him as well. It was really, really good. Um, but the one criticism I would say is the the mixing wasn't that great. His voice was kind of under the instrumentals quite a lot. So I had to turn down the bass on my headphones yeah. using the um, slider that's on the back of them. Um, and you shouldn't have to do that if you're listening to a project, to be honest. It should kind of complement the voice and the instrumental together. But let me know if you guys notice that as well. That's pod, um, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what else? Enjoy Summer, Jared Brady. Um, so I follow his, well, now fiance on YouTube. Her name's Shan Booty. Um, oh, Shan uh, Boudram she talks about sex and stuff like that quite a lot interesting character very attractive woman as well um, but she released a video for his song uh, Soaring which I think is a banger um, there's another song on there called uh, uh, it begins with a K it's the first song on the album you'll know what it is when you see it and um, two more so I had quite a few today sorry Ebenezer Bad Romantic a lot of Bryson Tiller vibes on this one. I don't know, because Nick, you listened to it as well, didn't you? Did you kind of get that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole um, trap, solely kind of sound. And yeah. Yeah, no, S definitely. Soul, inverted commas. Okay. And <laughs> and then the last one, the last album is Double Dying. Double Back by Weston. So that was... No, let me not say surprisingly, because I know that Weston are good. I know that um, Hailey is really, really good. Um person on a remix is a good singer on a remix um but this was really really good um i list i like every single song on this ep i'm guessing it is i think it's an ep but it's really really good um they work well as a duo um akel might have been good on this he had a feature called soon home which he recorded on his phone and they just put on the album as well um it was like an interlude type thing 
And lastly, I just wanted to give a shout out to, sorry, I just wanted to give a shout out to Lowell Kana. Um, he released a, a song called... I can't pronounce it. I'll give it a go. Otto Lenghi or Otto Lenghi. I think so. I don't know where that word is from. I'll probably research it. Featuring one of my favorites, Jordan Rakai. Really good song. Love him. Really good song. And it reminds you of why um, jo- why Lil Khan is doing so well, why so many people appreciate him. But I do still feel like he's heavily underrated at the moment. Um, yeah, that's all yeah, I His say. last album really fell by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just on that, I wasn't going to mention this because I was speaking to Nick and I was like, should I mention this or not? But I tweeted... Um, that I was excited for some more music from Lil Kana. And he actually sent me a DM. Um, he was just like, I really appreciate that because I thought people forgot about me. And that kind of made me think about the way we we listen to music and the way that we kind of take the music for granted sometimes. The way we kind of treat it like a product more than something that's come from someone's soul that they actually take time to actually make. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that I really appreciate the fact he sent me that message. We had a conversation um, about new releases and stuff like that. Nothing, obviously he wouldn't release anything that's embargoed or anything. 100%. But he just let me know that some things are coming. Um, I told him to make more music about Arsenal Football Club and forget about Liverpool. But um, <laughs> he, he didn't reply to that. But uh, <laughs> Insulted. <laughs> but yeah, that's everything for me. And before Nick goes, I just want to say, I think a big reason why he's underrated is, and this goes back to when we discussed the rated awards, is that we just don't really champion non-grime rappers. We don't really know what to do with our hip-hop artists in the UK. That's why I think. So I think, kind of like what Nick said before, I just don't think Lord Khan is... I think someone like him should just... Explode. Spread his wings somewhere else. I just don't oh, think. Okay. But even more widely, I think that... Because even his sound actually lends itself to more kind of like you know he has like you know him Tom Mish Jordan Rakai Barney they all kind of have this kind of little pocket mm. and they're clearly very influenced by you know your Jay Dillers and um your Talib Kweli's Common. like Commons they're very influenced by that that sound mm. and I think that would be like August Green like I mentioned that before they're very influenced by those kind of artists which great are great but when you're a UK rapper it's not going to be received the same way as a you know a Jay Huss or a Dave so on and so forth mm. Mm. So that's just want to make that point. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, what are you listening to, Nick? Yeah, sorry, I was just li- literally looking at research for what I was listening to. But yeah, the first project I went back on was by They, which is a Timberlands supported group. They? I've yeah, heard of them. They're a duo. I don't know. Um, all right, let's take the piss now. So we got her, him, and they. Him doesn't exist. They have been around since like 2016, so 2015. Him, yeah. her cancelled the shit out of him. Well, he doesn't exist anymore. Nope. What happened to him? We just. Still releases, but no no attention like that. No attention I thought like I always that. thought he was a spam act, but okay. But um they It was so... it was a smart move though. What was? Whoever came out and did that, it was smart. It didn't last long though. But he remixed all of her songs and just released. But it them was as basically own. copy paste, like there was nothing really substantial there. Smart you know though. I, mean? I guess for like the initial streams and stuff, like yeah, I, I guess for the initial streams. Um, but yeah, what I've been listening to, I'd say that there's been a lot of releases this week, like the other two. I'd say they, as I was just speaking about, were the first ones. So their project, New Religion, Hyena, was released last year. And I listened to it beforehand, but I didn't really take it in last year because it was just 
there was more music on my interest back then. So they kind of left, got left on the back burner, but I went back to it and it kind of has this minimalist rap kind of style. And you can hear influences of like Bryson Tiller on it and the new movement in R&B as well. But I think they keep it very hip hop in their ability to like bounce off each other as well. So this project is basically about a lot of different concepts like relationships, love, money, success career and just trying to balance it all as one and i would say that some favorite songs on there are truth be told for sure bad habits um dante's creek and back it up i'd say those are all if you want to get into that the project new religion hyena then those are kind of the tracks where you can first start off at and yeah get to get to know who they are but they're signed to warner brothers backed by timberland and i think they've got a project coming out real soon because i've seen they're gearing up towards something but yeah and they actually did support bryson tiller in 2016 so can we that. can we even trust timberland when it comes to um his sponsorships now because didn't he basically ruin almost ruin tink's career but i think in terms of sponsorship and in terms of management two different things i think you can sponsor something and say they're good but if you're intrinsically involved in their career that's where it's problematic and that's where tink fell by the wayside so i wouldn't trust him as a manager mm. but if he's going to co-sign me and big me up on his ig do that okay that's fair enough. but yeah i wouldn't trust him with the management he fucked tink's career yeah, he ruined it. all the way up as well as a, a, um, epic records as well but um that's a different conversation. But Timberland has admitted he doesn't. He's not an executive. He did in a documentary. There he's was a documentary that. he did. I forgot what it's called. I think it was that complex series. Of yes, like just interviewing complex. Random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a series where they interviewed like a bunch of music moguls, and they did an episode. Was it him. Hustle or something? Complex Hustle, or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was on their channel, and he just he admitted it because yeah, he says he knows the music. He's great with that, but in terms of the, the whole business, business and strategy in A and R. Because this isn't his first attempt at trying to launch us. Like even back, so before he had them, before Tink had the Mosley Music Group, and yeah. he had some girl. I can't remember some light skin girl. Didn't go anywhere. Then even like back, back, back in the day, he had um, a label. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called the Basement. He was trying to launch Magoo. Didn't happen. Um, but that's where Tweet came from. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll say that's more by atlantic rather than anything to do with timbler but no timbler has tried to be an executive many times before just think it's time to put the nail in that coffin for good and just work on music he's just a great producer but that's that's why i thought last week's episode when we were speaking to vanessa about can anyone become uh artist manager and stuff like that was quite important Mm -hmm. Um, because it's it's i think most people think because they either make music or they they um they know about the music industry they can just jump in straight away and just be like an artist manager and 100%. i and i think that is possible but you just got you got you have to put in the work mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you and know learn what from you're doing. moguls learn from people who are doing it already actually take a time off on producing if you're a producer take time from being an artist take a couple of years and learn because music management is not a one-trick pony mm. and especially in this era where things change every single minute yeah every single minute that um you need to be on the ball and know what's going on because if you're an artist you can't just dip your toe in one year oh, i'm gonna do that and then leave your artist and go back, which is why Flowrider and Slack, Black, whatever, didn't work mm. because that was one of the reasons probably because Flowrider just wasn't taking it seriously. Like, yeah. don't start an imprint if you're not, or you can start an imprint, but import a good team mm. into that imprint so that the infrastructure can last while you're touring. Mm. Being an artist, trying to build your career as well. You can't do 
both yeah like you just said yeah because i think we've all been in situations where we told somebody we can help them with something but because life has been so complicated or it hasn't gone a particular type of way we've let them down somehow yeah so i i think artist management it's you have to be by their side pretty much 24 7 to be honest you have to dedicate you have to give up your life yeah yeah for you, them. you gotta make them mm, you really your child, do essentially it's your child yeah it's and your child especially if that. you sign the contract like yeah. if it's not if it's not if it's a formalized agreement if it's like an informal thing that's different you can have assistance and stuff but if it's literally i'm going to do this for you mm. you have to at least commit to it if, even if it goes tits up but you have to commit mm. everything to yeah, them yeah. if you're living in somewhere they're living to somewhere mm. they need help if they're if you're there they're there networking with you you know it's a team yeah. and it's a team in every sense of the word not a social media sense of team and like I'm, a real sense and team. i imagine with timberland for example he's quite a busy man 100%. Yeah. So dedicating time to managing artists and stuff like that wouldn't make a lot of sense. I'm trying to think of an artist who has who still releases music and manages artists. And it was well, like manages even, them well. It was yeah. even like Tank and Sia. Like she, oh no, what's her name? Gold begins Sia. That's it. Sia, not Sia. Sia. She was a female rapper. She's basically yeah, Tank has a few artists. Yeah, Tank has doing. a few artists, and he mm. there was a show called Sisterhood of Hip Hop, which followed them all, and she was falling by the wayside because he just doesn't know how to leverage artists like that and mm. manage them and push them he did put her on chris brown's song with him um birthday or it's your birthday or whatever um which was good you know she got in a film she was in the purge um the before the, the first purge which was a good look for her but it, the show clearly showed that she wasn't getting the management support that she should have got because and tank is doing his own thing yeah he has his own albums to buy he has his own tools to but go that's on. what i'm saying just don't and become then a manager and same thing imprint, can be said you know? for even like and literally everyone like you know Janelle Monet has her own record label if you guys didn't know I did yeah with um, isn't Jadena yeah Jadena's on it yeah, yeah. and um, she has a bunch of dope artists on that on that label but they're not getting attention can you do okay. both no. well I was just thinking OVO can, can we do both Rock yeah. Nation really well the only person I can think of who actually I don't know if he does it well because he's had a few falling outs with artists but P Diddy so Diddy for example I feel like he, French Montana has been his but the difference success is, right now. The difference is when Diddy started Bad Boy, he wasn't an artist. He became an artist over the time Bad Boy starts to blow. He and was, even him being an artist isn't serious. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, not serious. really serious. Like, an, it's yeah. like it's a business it's thing. An, it's an auxiliary. Diddy dirty money business yeah. thing. Like it's strategic. It's not really Diddy, I'm putting my heart into this Diddy story. was an uptime records and started his own label. He was about being an a &R. He was about he was. being an He was a geek. He was, he, was about a geek. he was about being a producer. That was his thing he was a the artist thing just kind of happened yeah he wasn't but diddy's never been like oh i just have this urge to be making great music mm. no during the gangster rap era diddy was running scared you know yeah. what i mean like he yeah. was in the corner with the suit he was, the big suits remember when big suits were in he was, he was dedicated like, he was dedicated to breaking biggie dedicated to breaking organizing Mary, source shoots, dedicated to breaking faith and 112 and mace yeah. he was dedicated to those artists mm -hmm. so like, yes he had his own songs here and his own albums but that was literally just capitalizing off the success of them because even when he wasn't an artist, he was still out there publicly. He was yeah. he was the label's public face yeah. and still is. We always know him in a suit and that's not respectability politics. It's him as a businessman. And even watching him making the band. Like, yeah. what do you we? we always know Diddy for suits. Like he's do always we? in a suit. <laughs> 
Diddy is always in a suit. Like literally, sometimes he's not in a suit, but he's more in a suit than not in a suit. No, I wouldn't say that. Are you dumb? Like, oh my God, he's always in a suit, <laughs> literally. Diddy, no. Diddy is always in I a suit in the sense that he's always about his business, not about the music, like about the business in terms of him not being an artist. He's always about the money, his next venture, about the actual mogul side of it. He's not about the... I need to be an artist. I need to release this song. He's never so been. So you're not talking about his. Cl- are you talking about his clothes? He's. I am. I'm, t- I'm talking about two cents. I'm talking about in his physical aesthetic. He's mostly in a suit. Then not in a suit. It can be a flashy suit. It can be a fluorescent suit. It can be that. But he's always in some kind of suit. More times than not. And in terms of the fact that he's about his brand, his business, his artist, his clientele, not about him being an artist. Mm. And that is the difference between Drake, because I know Drake wants to be a mogul, and him. Drake okay. isn't a mogul yet. Okay. Has he had kind of traction which has saved him a bit on OVO? Yes. Mm. But the artists are nowhere near where they would be without him. And The weekend is the perfect example of what you do when you don't sign with Drake. You get mega status if you get the right team. Okay. Versus Party Next Door, you're still writing for people out here. Mm. Well, I mean, I love one of his projects. You know, there's one or two that I love, but... No, but to be fair, but to be fair, Pinex still needs to stay behind the scenes anyway because his own music ain't that great anyway. Okay, Midget Jordan, so. Division, all of them, not where they should be technically. Mm. Or oh, Division, would, would, Division would do so much better if they were signed somewhere else. Trust, Division would do so much better. They have their little it's, USP, not USP, but they have their little and they have sound. a fan base. They have fan base who are dedicated, who are de- like in the UK when they came, tickets. Stunned, sold mm. out, all that kind of when shit. When I saw them, a lot um love box. Their their stage was people are swaying, packed, you know, packed. Majid Jordan similarly, maybe more internationally, but they have they have a fan base. They yeah. really do. America, Coachella, that kind of I scene. Think, I think it's more about allegiances. To be honest, it's about who you kind of align with in the music. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, it is. it's no. But it I'm is. saying we can do that without actually being involved. So like, if yeah, Timberland wants to co-sign someone. Great. That's a nice move. That's a nice. That's, move. that's what you can do. That's your mm. influence. That's what's really going to make more of a substantial you don't need impact or making the you don't need to be album. intimately involved within their business dealings assign mm-hmm. them into a contract which actually prevents their career because even back to the whole Diddy thing like we even saw it firsthand watching Making the Band like this guy is someone who knows what he's talking about he knows how to break us like the way he would talk to Danny E.K. in Day 26 he knew what he was looking mm-hmm. for he had a vision it's business yeah it's business mm-hmm. But anyway, talking about but, allegiances. Oh, go on. So I think we're going to move into Nick's section now. I don't know what you've been oh, listening to. I'm not, oh, I'm my not bad. Done. I'm not finished. Oh, yet. my bad. Sorry. But, um, we'll, we'll go to my section afterwards. But um, there's just two more that I want to talk about. So Mick Jenkins released Misunderstood. This kind of contradicts what I was saying in terms of um, so much music, time to absorb. But with Mick Jenkins, I'm a big fan of his. I wouldn't say Stan level yet. He needs to prove me more with one project. But the waters. I think it's coming. The Waters, he needs to like have a good project though, but The Waters is amazing. He's from Chicago, right? He is from Chicago. Yeah, he he's amazing. Um, something in the water over there. Absolutely. Right? There's something. Anyway, he's amazing. Um, the Waters, if you want to listen to it, is great. But um, what I'm going to talk about is his latest single with Kate Trinada called um, Understood. It was released yesterday. The visual's out as well. It's just, I don't know, in terms of therapy and in terms of mental health, which we're going to talk about, I think Mick Jenkins is someone who just lets me relax, take everything in, and I can't not listen to a song of his without actually conceptually listening to what he says. It's something about his tone. It's something about his cadence. It's just he, what he does with songs and how he flips different beats, because Kate Trinada beats, people usually just let 
the beat ride them. Not that they don't carry the song, but they just let it guide their vision. But Mick Jenkins twists, contorts, makes different things, changes his style up midway, comes back to it. I just love what he does and he should be really top up there with J. Cole, Kendrick, all of that. He should be there lyrically what? in my opinion. Oh, lyrically? Yeah, lyrically he should be there. Like oh, okay. he's he's got he's got it. But in terms of the industry politics and stuff, we all know at Double XL were meant to put him on freshman list about two years ago. They didn't because they championed clout and not um, talent and quality. Double XL freshman has been trash for a good three but years. But to be honest, trash. I did write in a piece, I did write in a piece that we fuel how they make their decisions and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I did come to that conclusion and that we as an industry and in other publications as well need to stop clout chasing because, you know, there are, I'm not going to call them out, but there are some publications that clout chase and make their whole profit off of clout chasing, chinkling Kim Kardashian in there, all of that over the Karen years Civil. and stuff like that. Uh, that way it wasn't it wasn't even about Karen Civil. I know, but I'm stuff. saying Karen Civil. Okay, but there's loads of publications who are even Pigeons and Planes the other day actually said they're it, going back to their roots. Yeah, and yeah, they're definitely actually pulling back from the clout chasing, which I fucking respect them for because this industry is a mess right now. Mm. It's a fucking joke. Like it really is. And it's like, as a journalist, as a writer, as someone in the industry, Shopee can co-sign this. It's just ridiculous. Like I even, some of the pieces that we are forced to cover or not even forced or presented on the table. It mm. is a fucking joke, yeah. like literally. I mean, I even tweeted about this. Um, I said that I have no intention of going into the music industry that, yeah. whatsoever. Cause I know like my app is about the music industry and obviously this podcast is about music. There's no, I have no intention of getting in the music industry or getting involved with artists or A&R and anything. The whole scene just looks toxic. It looks sorry it looks like a mess so i have no interest whatsoever okay last suggestion guys for the week or last tra- um last project sorry that i was fucking feeling a lot was actually promoted to be my balik berry he retweeted this and he posted it hey guys eden here obviously a long podcast today feel free to take a break for now just a reminder to review and rate the episode and spread with the people that you think will enjoy don't let the stands we really appreciate the the listens the support and yeah thanks guys Okay, last suggestion, guys, for the week or last tra- um last project, sorry, that I was fucking feeling a lot was actually promoted to be my Balik Berry. He retweeted this and he posted it. Um, so he released a project. No, he released a promotion for. I think his name is. I'm gonna kill it for you Nigerians. I'm sorry, but his name is Adonsi the Engine. Look at Shopee being an honorary Nigerian. Odonsi, the engine, and the project's called Rare. Um, It is his debut album. He's been fucking around for a while in the industry um, in Lagos, and he is a part of the Alti movement and the scene, which actually represent the new generation of artists in Africa, the continent, who are shaping their own sounds by drawing inspiration from different cultures, genres, and styles. His aesthetic on the album cover was striking to me. Like it reminds me of Solange, like it reminds me of um, just a lot of these artists who are quite minimalist, experimental, and quite just fragmented in old funk, R&B, soul. And that is exactly what I got from the project. Like, Has it gone like an African feel though? 
Um, was it an no, like it's got more of an alternative R and B and soul feel. I think in places it doubles, like in very small minimal pockets, it doubles in the likes of Afrobeats in reggae. But um, I don't think it's mainly about that. Like it's just mainly alternative R and B and soul. And I, I fucking fuck with the project so much like i played it all yesterday i'm so glad forgot who the follower was but they retweeted malik berry's tweet and then i just pressed play because i found that um the cover to be like just dope like i was just like this is this is going to be a good listen i can just tell um features are hamza david doe my guy my um, guy run town yeah the, that song is one of the biggest ones actually divine it is with that feature it's absolutely amazing my favorite songs on the record are divine um take a break dance floor and star signs this project i'm going to talk about it probably again next week when i digest it more but by the four or five listens i've already had it is going to be up there with me in terms of the releases in the last couple of months which i've just messed with heavy so that is the third suggestion how you spell this guy's name is o-d-u-n-s-i and then in brackets it's the engine and the project's just called rare man it's on all streaming platforms and go support that go support alternative music abroad as well because there are a lot of artists in africa in nigeria in ghana who are doing absolutely huge things in the scene and influencing our culture heavily in music right now so go support the tings we are going to move on. I'm speaking again because there's a lot of news to fucking dissect this week. There's a lot of snakes in the game. There's a lot of good progress, but um, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So let's start with the UK because there's been a lot of success on the charts in terms of genres changing the scene. So we have, we have the very first, well, not very first actually, but the very first in the UK in terms of Dave gaining his number one with Freddo. The song is called Funky Friday, if you haven't heard it already. Because I didn't. I just gave it a play now just before we went to air. Just because I knew of the song, I support success in the UK. But I just don't like to play things that like, people are talking about all the time. Because I like to digest it with my own ear, not the thoughts that I'm seeing on the timeline and all that kind of stuff. But from what I heard... I liked it. I liked it in this isolated sense. I got the sense of Skepta on there a little bit, the influence, because it isn't conventional Dave. But um, I definitely like the song and I can see why it gained so much traction so quickly. I can tell it's part of this new movement that's in music right now. It's quite, it's quite cool. It's quite cool in the sense of the scene. And um, yeah, I'm just happy for his number one, man. I'm And... Eden has some tweets for us which break down how many times it was streamed a day and why it was just such a big success. So we'll pass it on to Eden. Can I just quickly say... Yeah, go shop, go. Um, relating to a point about um, the song, I think Dave finally mastered how to make a good up-tempo song because my issue with Vinny Davis, I think he's very talented. I think he's definitely <coughs> one of the best MCs we have in the UK, but I just don't think his music has always been reflective of his talent, especially his songs that are kind of more leading towards what you typically expect from a UK rapper in terms of being making more up-tempo music or more cooler sounding songs. But mm. yeah, no, he did a good job with this. I definitely would like to say that I don't want it to be his... Um, calling this to trigger... No, to trigger a, no, 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 trigger no. a trend no, because Dave not. is so much more than no. that. More hangman, please. Yeah, I knew that he was... Um, some, I knew that he was going to have a special moment at some time. It's just, you 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 know with these artists, the people that are going to last, you just know. 
But um, I, I think, always think his moment, it's like Stormzy. Was there was just that. something infectious with him. We're going to go on anyway. But um, there was something about Stormzy which just caught everyone's eye. You knew his moment was coming, but it was really until the debut album and post that, that he had his moment. And Dave, it was about the sound. We we still, I still think there's some work to do with sound. No, definitely. And him finding his sound. But I think but he's working it out. He's working it out. And these are steps in the right direction of being able to trans transition into both like the term, the cool kind of commercial tracks but then his deeper his more latent yeah. sound that's everywhere in, in, in his projects but I'm, yeah. ex- I'm excited for him to see what he comes up with I, so I, am I, I like him so am I I think there's something special about him Eden, Eden. break it down for us uh, okay so I was just gonna say with Dave um, I still can't believe how old he is um, with, the, with the things that he raps about um, the kind of mentality he has and I like the fact he's one of the I don't say one of the first, but I don't know that many UK rappers that just go by their name. Mm. Just like Dave. Mm. I know he went by Santan Dave for a while and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. I really think it works for his image and what he stands for that he just goes by Dave. I think that's mm. really cool. And this, I love the song personally. Um, I love the beat. Um, I love the way he raps. He has this kind of his own flow now. Um, Although me and Nick were saying that he does sound very similar to some rappers. I don't know whether raps. it's the production yeah. or it's well. I, I definitely need to check the production credits because I fucking know that producer. I know who it is. Like I can just tell what songs he's produced before. There's so many songs coming to mind, but I can just tell he's worked with Gigs before and Skepta. I just know that producer has. I can just, I can guess that. But um, yeah, there's definitely that kind of aesthetic to it. But Dave... I can hear Dave on it. Mm. Like I can still hear Dave on it, but I can also hear the influence of the UK culture, which does actually show that our genres such as grime, our genres such as rap, UK rap that is, are growing and beginning to have their own legacy in terms of what sound waves and what you expect when yeah. you listen to a certain pocket of that those genres so it's it's cool it's cool that we have a little legacy but yeah let me give you some of the facts and figures so this is coming from austin darbo who's the head of shows and editorial in um spotify very big figure in our scene yeah so all of these statistics are coming from um spotify um not from apple music or any streamers uh, any other streamers sorry Mm. so he said in regards to funky friday so dave's funky friday on spotify it clocked 4.1 million streams up, up until thursday night um, one thing that I hate personally, he said something afterwards which annoys me. He was like, to he put into context, tweets. that's roughly the same amount of streams that Michael Jackson and the Beatles of Clocks in the UK combined this week. Okay. Talk, talk. This is, we're meant to be candid. So well, let's, let's to be fair, I just reread it again and he said this week. So, Still, what does that mean? Still, 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 talk. No, talk. but I, okay. Talk the things because we have no, the thing is we have back of house discussions, we have front of house discussions. I think we should just no. But here's the thing: talk it. the fact that I've saw this week makes it very different for me now because okay. I I can understand why he put that in because they are people that we hold to a certain pedestal. But equally, at the same time, but it's we a different shouldn't. Time. Yeah, we shouldn't be comparing. Our point artists. still stands. It's a different. Like yeah. the thing is, this is what it is. In the streaming era, there's a lot of wins. Like Cardi B, for example, this week had 12 out of her 13 songs at at least gold status. Right. Mm. So that is a huge feat. But we can't then compare because I saw one of these dumb ass platforms call her the queen of rap. Now I'm just like, stop it. Because with Iggy, you did the same thing based on streams and chart numbers, all of this. We cannot compare an MJ to a Dave. We cannot compare a little Kim to a uh, Cardi or Foxy Brown or MC Light, all them girls in the past. We cannot do these artists in the 80s, 90s, etc. even before then to these artists now. Because if they were in the game now, 
Let me tell you, because they can perform these songs. Like half of these artists, it's can't. not even about. They would that. gain way more. Like you just cut. You it's just the two different eras. Yeah, you but cannot my, my, let me just say something quick. So I think, in contrast, I think it's quite interesting. I think it's an interesting fact to make because if we compare Dave from Small UK to Michael Jackson and who was the other person? The Beatles. Mm. The Beatles, globally known. I mean, in terms of statistics and ratios. I get ratios, where they're coming from. I get that. But is MJ at the same place as Dave right now? Like, it's just, there's so many different factors to consider. And I'm saying even US artists, because I said Cardi. You can't compare a Cardi to a little kid because the streaming mm. era was different. The streaming era was still finding our fucking feet. The equivalents, like all of that. I get that. Yeah. Like the smartness behind it and what the equivalents are. But like, there's so much to contribute to the data and stuff like that. And you could arguably say that fans getting up and going to a store is a completely different thing yeah. to going to your but, phone and pressing play. One, one thing I will say though, is the Kim, the, the little Kim and Cardi thing are much closer in comparison. And that comparison makes um, slightly more- No, it don't. It makes slightly more sense. Just, just because Kim the platform- Kim was dominating in 1997. No, but the platform is pretty similar globally. Versus the UK, where usually artists take off just in UK, and then they have a slow build. Okay, the forget forget even who which artist it is. It could be fucking Stormzy and gigs like back in the day, like whatever. But I'm just saying you can't really compare two different eras of music. Even if mm. the equivalents are calculated and tabulated, someone physically getting in their car or walking for miles for the record store to go and buy something is completely different than going to your phone and pressing stream 10, 15, 20 times on the mm. way to work because they're bored and so, and social media is telling them to press play. I just want to ask one it's quick completely question. different. So I don't know the number. I don't know if you guys know this number, but how many streams actually count towards oh God, I, a, I don't a know. unit cell? Um, I, I can get that data but shall play racial point i just want to make this data. quick point i was trying to say it but um i think the whole michael jackson and beatles thing just is an unnecessary thing i mean i know what he was trying to say by saying that's like oh wow dave sold more than streamed more than michael jackson but you're comparing songs that came out 20 30 years ago to a song that's fucking brand new of course a brand new song with his new fan base with young people is going to stream more but i'm sure in a, re a couple of weeks time, Michael Jackson will still be streaming the same numbers. Will Dave have this again? We don't know. Hopefully he does, but it just makes no sense to say that I've right now. I've got um, something like of that, but like track equivalent album, this is an album context, yeah. So when originally implemented 10 song sales or 1,500 song streams are equivalent to one album sale. But this is album context, not single. Say that again, sorry. Okay, so track equivalent album yeah? yeah so this is in the streaming era when originally implemented so this was when it was first implemented yeah okay. 10 song sales or 1500 song streams were equal to one cell now these rules have changed okay. over the years because you know they've figured that more equals one album sell or less and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but that was in its conception what it was about three four years ago okay that's a fair point but um my point is it's just that literally it's just two different eras. That's mm -hmm. all it is. It's two different eras. Like, and back to Shopo's point about, um, we don't know if Dave's going to have this again. I love that they were successful, but I'm a critic. I'm, I'm a critic and not just by being for sensation, sensationalism and all that, but it's just from what I've seen in this industry and in terms of that and just being just a thinker, like in terms of thinking critically. But 
I think a lot of people were saying the tide is turning, you know, UK culture, like all this kind of stuff. And I want it to be true. I really mm. do. And I think in years it will be true and I think it will come. But I think people might get a rude awakening when next mm. week a number one will not be, you know, the same kind of genre that it was today. Um, I'm not a skeptic. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm being realist. No, and no, the industry is going to take time. Grime, UK rap, very in comparison to I hate us comparing to the US but they're very young in compared to the US context especially grime it's still like a decade and some change old you yeah. know what I mean so there's time there's going to be a while before it's really integrated into our scene mm. you know there's still there's a bloody drill the drill movement as well BBC connecting that to gang crime like still there's there's just a lot to dissect with it and I think this is a win this is a win and I'm not taking that away from Dave I will never because I support Dave so much and I love what he's doing and Stormzy and the UK scene in general you know Skepter even all of them you know JME all the gatekeepers and all of that I'm dizzy but I just think that it's going to take some time before we see this at a more fluid level. And Afro mm. Swing even has done quite well to chart in top 40 consistently and the amount of people, even though I'd say it's a bit generic, but... It's not going to last long. We'll see about that. But um, it's, it's, it's good to see people of the culture, you mm. know, black, let's just say black people breaking through and stuff like that. But I just think for it to be a continuum and to really integrate itself into our culture... There's a bit of work more to be done, not in terms of the production or the artists working, but just in terms of our promotional cycles, you know, um, oh. leveraging a campaign around the thing and stuff like that. And that's for all artists as well in the UK. I think just more work on campaigns and stuff. But yeah, I'm happy for Dave and I'm happy mm. for Fredo. I'm happy for the success. I'm happy for the song. And I hope it continues to stay in the top 10 next yeah. week. I hope it's still there and I hope we still support that. And I hope they get maybe nominated for certain stuff next year and they actually get recognition from these big publications and stuff like that for mm. this is a big feat yeah, yeah. and this is why i'm saying it will take time for it to be continuous and every single week are seeing the competition there and you know it becoming the pop mm. becoming pop like in the u.s you know the popular genre now is hip-hop and rap but um there was one thing yeah. i did see though the nike sponsorship was quite interesting there was a Nike sponsorship. Yeah, in the video, he was wearing a... Um, oh, really? Oh, I haven't seen the visual yet. Yeah, a jacket know, with, a with an song. eagle on it. And he had an eagle on his arm as well in the video, which was really cool. Um, oh, okay. He was wearing the... Cool. Uh, what's it called? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he was wearing a specific type of... So they're joining on yeah. Adidas's little sponsorship for the scene now. Yeah. Like that. That's cool. That's cool. But then Shopit, before I finish the statistics, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I was just going to add on to the next point that basically that we the uk are very fickle when it comes to urban acts black acts so this is what i'm saying that i'm not saying i don't want dave to do well and have more continued success but i'm just saying this just might be unfortunately which has been in the case for many black artists and many urban songs this has kind of been a one-time thing it's never really translated into something where you know we have seen the rise mm. of a big consistent staple mm. in the music it's not not in terms of the culture but i mean on a wider scale because obviously we're going number one you're out here you know competing with the likes of calvin harris's and mm. leapers mm. now like i think that's who we knocked off the, the charts i think mm. i believe so yeah. the uk is very fickle when it comes to that mm. so it's one thing to say that we us as young black individuals like yeah dave is gonna be fine but mm. we have to think about you know the radio ones and mm. 
yeah. um, Becky and Bill who will be buying this song too. Yeah, I love the way like you can't with different I am, white names every episode. I am thinking as well, there was a black artist that was in the running, a UK artist against Eminem in the albums, I think. Yeah, we were, trying, we were trying to figure that out. Yeah, like I'll ago. figure it out for next week. Because <laughs> like, also, look at- I just wanted to say as well, does any of you know if something different went into this campaign than, than other campaigns, know, like man. from PR perspective, but just because I'm like, that's what I was saying too. had to translate for it because let's was let's pay real. and I, I hate know. bringing in I'm not going to say payola but I think something maybe the Nike sponsorship maybe they played it in stores maybe I don't know something happened but I want to know if something was into this because you know white people have to buy it too that's to what I'm white. saying and I'm just thinking what white spaces and I was saying this to Nick like, as well some things can take off organically online they can they can and I'm not saying that but I haven't I didn't see the it, build up it blew up quite quickly it was I instant didn't see the build up it was did, you, did you see anything like was I there saw, like IG snapped Twitter like so was there something that made I it trend was, or I saw a few accounts tweet it and then a few was, accounts like verified and like publications. No, like the the bait accounts on Twitter that talk about music quite a lot. Like oh, know. so like people within Black Twitter who are quite mm, prominent. People that have their own labels. There's a specific guy who has. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, yeah, you I know, know who I'm talking. I know about, he was talking but, about. Um, he tweeted it. Forgot his name. Um, actually, I'll just say his name. So Abdi TV tweeted. Abdi TV. That's what I was thinking um, about. And um, that's it. Yeah, so the one thing that I did see was a lot of people were kind of like... The scene were kind of supporting... They were supporting it, but they were questioning why it was coming out on a Thursday if it's called Freaky or Funky... Oh, so maybe the interest got people playing. I don't know, maybe... I don't know, there was something behind it, but Mm. I'm just happy for Dave. No, I am. I'm super happy because he's he's, he's the future, you know. But statistics, let's just go to... Yeah, sorry, can finish your statistics. So let's just talk about how Spotify kind of ran this because they kind of explained how they backed it. So Oh, they... Okay. So there's, yeah. So what they great. did was it. It's they moved it into one of the biggest pop playlists. So right within they right. saw they saw quite a high number that were kind of pushing it to right. number two and stuff like that. So they put it into um, the Hot Hits UK. Right. So that's like the biggest, which is common practice. Yeah, yeah. the biggest playlist on, on which Spotify. is Spotify. Common practice. Oh, common practice. Yeah. So yeah. basically, a lot of streaming net. Um, Networks, companies, what's the word? Streaming platforms? Yeah, That's platform, platforms. Whatever, same word. They usually like to see how a song is doing on its own first and yeah. then they'll take in. And Austin tweets about this every single yeah. day. Yeah. Like, this song's at all, oh, this is the new one, you know. Oh, I, I do respect Austin's yeah. stats. But he, stats. he kind of suggested that it sold more than 300k in a day. Like, like there were one 300, day, 300k, 300K streams, stream, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like, he was kind of suggesting it was over 300k. So I'm guessing it's around like the 500k to 700k yeah, mark yeah, or something. Yeah, well, I think like, it's streamed over 4 million in, in total this past week. Yeah. So. That's really something. But crazy, I'm glad it? you brought up the question because me and Nick were discussing this too. Like, as much as I'm happy for it, it did just kind of seem random because here's an artist who both of them have neither, have never tried at all. Hmm. in the UK but suddenly you're now number one yeah and it's not pessimistic it's not being no but it's true a hater that's fine but it's just like Whoa, definitely not no 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 from? I just want to know I'm a fucking fanatic and in terms was... of campaigns and stuff I just want to know I don't Cardi know about the radio Beast presence with Bodak Yellow I was watching what, what was going on what she was doing all this kind of stuff the Drake appearance all that kind of stuff so I just want to see did Cardi's, something no, happen Bodak Yellow seemed more natural I saw that song grow yeah, no that's yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so that I'm just using an example is when I see a song that I'm just saying the point I'm not being a pessimist 
honest, I just genuinely watch songs that grow. Mm. So I just want to know the the move yeah. to what happened this week or in the past few weeks setting this campaign up to what made it such a mammoth of a, a takeover. It could literally just be, you know, the streaming, the playlist thing because yeah. playlist people, a lot of people like curated playlists by platforms and stuff. So, you know, Austin and team might have moved it on into the other one after they saw it doing well. But it's just, it's super interesting. I'd love and, uh, someone, a platform to just do the dynamics behind it um, and what campaign, maybe Spotify promoted it, you know, like they did with Drake stuff and all that kind of stuff. So just but, just to say this, what uh, just to summarize his points, he was talking about how um, this was driven by an organic fan base, um, also through streaming platforms as well. He kind of made like a shout out to like Apple because he said, we're not... Um, we're not haters and like we love other streaming platforms etc yeah. etc social media but he also made the point of saying no press no radio no tv that's a lie press no live um but he said but in this era it's not a prerequisite <laughs> or prerequisite it isn't because some that's, songs yeah. take off online like they definitely do but there definitely was press that's a lie there was press yeah i saw it but that that's that was all that was all that's happened there so 4.1 million <laughs> streams last week thursday um from Ooh. when it launched more streams than the beatles and michael jackson in that week and um but sold around 500 copies with k 500 500k, 500K yeah. copies, so sorry. back to that beatles point so is austin trying to say that in general no one streams more than Michael Jackson, the Beatles, in a general. He's using them as the stand. He's like, I think, I, I, I'm I sure, don't think he's saying that. I think he's just using sure, them as a standard. Because I'm sure, where, I'm sure Kylie B is streaming more than Michael Jackson yeah. right now. I'm sure. Do you know what it is? It's the UK. <laughs> so, Do you know what it is? They're just, they're just trying to make a point. I just don't you know, know what you're trying to say with that. They're sir. trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah. Just they're don't get to, it. <laughs> Do you know what? Let Austin have it. Let Austin have it. <laughs> you know, no. it's all right. UK, Dave, we love him. No, honestly, no hate though. Love no Dave. The only hate I have is Fredo. You won't need on this song and I, on that note we will move on to the next no topic. we won't because let's just I, hope no one adds fredo because you know these you some of these uk are no, back you know let's be real fredo has been doing really well lately he's i've been, heard his name a lot he's compared been to a george lot. smith no, i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking he's been getting a lot of attention he has, um, he has he's been doing really really well um i think as an artist he's growing quite well there's a lot of attention um, I've seen from a lot of reaction channels to his new music. Yes, yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah. he's gonna keep growing and keep getting better and better. 2019 is definitely a, a sh- instrumental year for him. Yeah, he needs to work that year quite yeah. well because the the attention's there. And, and I thought this is rubber stamped. That. Yeah. And the one thing I will say about this song in particular, so this Dave song, I love it, but I will admit that some parts are quite repetitive. Um, obviously, the it, apparently someone said this is the first song to go to number one without a chorus, but I still Which feel is... like there was a bit of a chorus with the, what do they say? My, my, my what do they say? It goes to the country, but. Something about acting or age. That part, yeah. That, that At this part. age, yeah, something yeah, like but that. But that part, that has a bit oh, of a chorus, but I felt, I felt like this. reason why it's big, actual age and stuff. Yeah, but I felt like, I felt like this song in particular needed a feature and I feel like Fredo was good for it. But um, I mean, we can disagree, that's fine. Agree to disagree. Right, let's move the fuck on because this was a big topic, right? So can we get the, oh no, we're going to play the audio anyway. We're going to do that for you separately, but. um, Don't be alarmed, it's just me again. We were going to put the Drake snippet in, but I need to understand copyright laws and stuff like that. I would hate for the episode to be flagged and then for us to have to re-upload the episode. When I say us, I mean me. But yeah, if you want a link to the episode, just type in Drake interview with LeBron James. And yeah, apologies guys, but we're just trying to figure out everything. We want to make sure the show is as good as possible. On to the episode. 
six god, Drakey Drake. Let's move to the States Aubrey. for a little bit. Aubrey. So I woke up to this, so this is very fresh for me because we're recording on Saturday. So um, Drake sat down and did a little interview. And um, in this interview, he was joined by, who were the people again? LeBron, LeBron James, James and someone else. And, yeah, I forgot the other person. But LeBron James, they're being his little sidekick, his little supporter, all that. But let's get into the content. So um, Drake, in this interview, I'm going to paraphrase, but we'll put some of the clip in there for the show. He actually um, just ratted out Kanye. Kanye West and the whole plan to overtake him and overthrow him and... You know, fly him out to Wyoming and all that kind of stuff. So Kanye kind of presented Drake with a, I'm okay. My kids are good. Mm. My music's good. We are good. Um, threw him out a sample of a song. He said, you can have this. Um, and then he offered him a little offer to go and help him in Wyoming. Actually, yeah, Kanye was going to help Drake in Wyoming. So he flew him out. But 40 arrived a day earlier, okay? And 40 was feeling the vibe. You could, you know, this is a wider point. Vibes never lie, right? Vibes never lie. That's a fact. So if you feel, if you feel something in the air, no one has to vocalize anything. And that's what um, 40 was saying in this instance with the vibe he got when he flew to Wyoming. So he's texting Drake. He's like, listen, something's off key. Something is off key right now. So... Yeah, come through, but something's off key. Drake said, good, I'm going to come through anyway. Let's see what this is all about. So he gets to Wyoming and it's basically a rent a Kanye session where he helps Kanye craft his songs. He didn't get any help for his songs, which is what he wanted. But Drake's a writer. He just wanted some beats and all that kind of stuff from the offer that Kanye gave him. So Wyoming's happening. Bear in mind, this is before the album released, the Tiana, the Pusher, the uh, the Kanye, all of that, uh, all of that. But um, Drake helps him for a couple of days, then he flies back. Kanye phones him and he's like, he's just like, it's all good, bro, love, all this kind of long paragraph, you know, the kind of spiel that people do anyway. And then he releases the tweets in series that he's releasing that album. Tiana drops on this date, Pusha drops on this date, I drop on this date, Nash drops on this date, etc., etc. Um, and then he releases what was the song, guys? What's oh, the song? Um, Lift yourself. Lift yourself. Yeah, that song. Oh, sorry. More <laughs> what what the that? fuck was that? <laughs> 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 I'm just getting ready to laugh because Kanye is such a fraud in this. Um, but yeah, texts are flying. Tweets are not correlating with texts. And yeah, that's basically it. Kanye, Drake, all of this. Oh yeah, there's more. Sorry, there is more. So Drake revealed his little baby shenanigans before it got released to the public. Um, and he was like, Kanye, this is a picture I'm going through it with the baby moms. I don't know when I'm going to tell the world. I don't know what's going to happen. Kanye's like, it's all good. I'm a parent. It's all good, bro. All this kind of solidarity shit. And then he passes his information on to Pusher for the campaign of dissing Drake. So Aubrey gets the disses. Aubrey gets jaded. Aubrey just gets treated like the kid in the woods who's lost. And they play this agenda against him and he was just sharing all the all the back scene foundations for this move and it was actually quite 
to be honest, it wasn't shocking for me because Kanye has flown in Vic Mensa, he's flown in Chance, he's flown in Travis to orchestrate his career and help him. But it's just the fact that Kanye's just, I don't even, you know, you know me, listeners, you know, I don't like to discuss Kanye, but I just, wow. I just thought he had other mental stuff to be going on with to then try and be orchestrated. Like, I just don't understand where he finds the time to support Trump, talk about this, talk about that, orchestrate plans, tell Kim what to post on IG, all of this shit. Like, I just don't know what he's doing. But yeah, Drake, I'm, I'm not a big Drake, new Drake supporter new drake love drake old drake but i just believe him in this sense i know he's a businessman i know he's very 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 calculated but um what he was saying seemed quite authentic and he tried to act like the bigger guy in terms of not releasing a disc back but yeah shoppe eden what do we think about this revelation so what was kanye's end goal by to basically what was i don't get it so basically he thought he was still as big as he was 10 years ago. He obviously thought he was still as big as 10 years ago and that his words didn't have actions. So he thought that he could just, you know, do one dirty to Drake because he's clearly sensitive about his position in the game and release a project before Drake had the chance because he obviously knew Drake was quiet. Drake was gearing up for something. You know, whenever Drake's quiet, something's coming. Um, So... I think he wanted to own the year in terms of like album releases and stuff, which is why he rushed together those, which actually explains why the projects that Ooh. I heard, cause I Ooh. didn't hear his projects. I'm still not truth. pressing play on that. But um, the Tiana mess up, Oof. the Pusha, Pusha T actually Daytona was the most solid out of all of them. Not Kinsey in my Gross opinion, I haven't heard that. So um, Nas could have been Nas better. Nas could have been better. We're still together, but it could have been, been better. better. Cause it's Nas, but um. And I think he does well with varied production, not just can't like, no, anyway. Um, it's, it just it explains why Kanye's focus wasn't in the promotion, the a and all of or that kind of music. stuff behind. Clearing the samples. samples, Tiana being treated Miss like guided. basically a damsel in distress. <laughs> um, but yeah, your thoughts, guys, your thoughts. What do we, so you're confused. I think he wanted to own the summer to answer your question. So was Drake planning to Drake. release earlier, but then Drake pushed Scorpion back? No, he was that? planning to release in, from the interview, it sounded like October times. What Kanye? That's what he told Kanye. He was like, I'm going to release in October times and all of that kind of stuff. But then, so yeah, Kanye generally just tried to get ahead of him and release this big Wyoming plan, which, um, tried to dominate summer really don't know if it did the job but yeah anyway that's uh, that's what my i got from the interview um, i have no, th- I have no thoughts really eden. eden um all right so here's what i got from this this is just how i'm taking the whole interview the whole situation drake lost a rap battle drake couldn't respond drake is a pop star Drake decided to come on and speak to LeBron James and the other other basketball player. And he needed some way to defend himself. So he released the full story because obviously he doesn't owe anything to Kanye. But do you believe the full story? Or do you think it's like a fabrication? I feel like some of it's strategic. So um, if we're being honest, some of the things that Drake said kind of go against some of the things he's done in the past. So when he said there's rules to rap beefs and Chopin made this point before we oh, started facts. talking there's about no this. Oh, facts, there's no rules to rap beefs. There, no, there is. because if But if there is, let's adhere to them 
Are there rules to everyone? rap beefs? Well, I didn't say there. Well, no, I'm just saying that Drake said there. Drake said there's a, a rule. Because if he's rules. a fan of the game, especially UK culture, there's no fucking rules. There's no rules game. here. No, there's no there's rules. No here. fucking no, people rules. People will die here. And in the but, US, gunshots were happening in studios about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, I guess so. But I mean, I, th- I think he means in kind of like the upper level because the upper Tupac level rap and Biggie scene. were. Yeah, but that's in the past. I mean, now. So you mean now? Okay, yeah, just I mean to now. contextualize for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean now. Okay, so now. like the upper, the people okay. in the higher The upper echelon. Are, yeah, exactly. The Kanye's, the, the Jakes, A-listers. the Jay-Z's. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, hap- it will happen behind closed doors. and But it's usually just like one-liners or, or diss tracks and someone will just come back and hit you back. But Drake was saying in this interview that if you come for my producer who has MS and talk about his disease and oh, stuff like that. okay. Then like, that's against the Hello, rules. Kid Cudi, hate but depression. Exactly. So, but hey. Shopee made the point hey, that Drake. Drake said something to Kid Cudi about his depression or he was making fun of his depression at right. the time. Mm. So let's just be honest. Okay, I, I feel like Drake switches quite a lot. Um, and this is why <laughs> when you guys said I'm a Drake stan, I was like, no. Well, I'm glad that we can stan, critique yeah, but the six God because I know a lot of listeners going to be in their pocket when yeah, they listen to this. And in their feelings. Yeah, yeah, in their pocket, their feelings, you their just bag. Had, you had to do that. You know, you? I know I know, we had to do that one line in yeah. my feelings, but yeah. um, yeah, you can be in your feelings because Drake will get a lot of criticism yeah. on here. But anyway, in terms of... In, in, <laughs> just saying. Everyone will get criticism. Yeah, everyone. But, it's a fair game. Yeah. But um, yeah, in terms of believing the story, yeah, I believe parts of it. Kanye West is moving a bit erratic at the moment. Obviously, he's got a few mental health problems going on. Mm-hmm. He did say in an interview with Trump that he was wrong about being bipolar. He was wrong about being I bipolar. I didn't watch that interview. Yeah, he's, he's, he said, don't yeah, he said, he said, he said. He said that he doesn't have bipolar um, disorder. He was misdiagnosed. Oh. Um, so, I mean... Uh, Let's let's not go too deep. Into I was just going to say that can happen in mental health, though it can. Yeah, it can. But no, it can yeah. happen in mental health, and obviously he's not separate to that because he's a celebrity. Mm. But I just think this whole thing is just two people who don't like each other, pretend they have to because they're both in certain positions in the music mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. and um, Drake needs to defend his reputation. Uh, Kanye needs to defend his reputation, and. That's all it is. That's all we should take it for. Mm. It's being drawn out now. I don't really care about Pusha T and Drake anymore. Mm. Like, I just want to hear music now. But yeah, that's everything. Kanye needs to stop moving mad. I'm not listening to Kanye's music anymore. The whole thing with Trump and everything has pissed me off. Um, I just you think- like that shit song he put out a few weeks ago, though. I yeah, really I don't get why people get pissed off, though. Like It's like this has been years in the making. Like So many people have said, I, I even hate giving it airtime, but like the fact that he's done this for years like years this is this isn't a new phenomenon i don't get why people are fake shocked right now do you know, but like do you know, just stop uh, like so stop saw, giving him so much power i saw a tweet from someone on the timeline and i wish i remembered that because i would say it but someone on the timeline said that they were upset that kanye west is saying all of these things about what um he's he's being so against his past self because they grew up and they were introduced to a lot of um, black issues and mm-hmm. um, capitalist capitalist issues mm-hmm. through Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's transitioned to this point now where he's basically pretending that it doesn't exist or he's yeah. um, bigging up the main cause for why so many um, black Americans are going through strife. Yeah. Even to be honest, we can say that Trump has influenced the entire world. So 
he the direction he's going in is affecting all of the countries around the world i mean in the uk we've definitely seen a shift in race culture um black history month for example isn't appreciated if we look at the way diversity month apparently so diversity month political blackness is right exactly right but i mean that has been the political blackness thing has been around since the 80s if we're being real but it's especially right now yeah i mean riz ahmed i'm gonna say his name because people have forgotten for some reason but riz ahmed went on a show recently and um, he was talking about how um, he went on a show. I, I, I want to remember all the details, but this is what I remember so was far. It, he, no, was inv- what? Oh, he was invited on a show I know where we people were talking, were talking about, about black issues and he was invited on it. And then he started talking about political blackness was it and stuff like British, that. Was it a British, UK British show? I'll check it and I'll tweet. Okay. I'll tweet the link to this episode. Because he's British, afterwards, isn't he? Check the thread and I'll just tweet any links or yeah, we can put some articles or anything show. like yeah. that um, just to let you guys know. But yeah, um, that's all I want to spend on Drake, to be honest. I just tired of talking about all these American eyes and the way they're moving right now. Um, but Drake, yeah, that's everything from me. Yeah, Kanye, like, tired. No opinions from anyone else in regards to that? Mm-mm. Just stop acting shots, guys. Just just stop. Yeah, I just think that... Stop the, holding him to such a high weight. It's, it's been happening since 2012 yeah. when he said class is the new racism, whatever. Like, it's fine for him to think that. Stop mm. empowering him. Like, it's absolutely fine for him to think that. Self-care is key. Look after your mental. No, but don't I, let him trigger you. I, I I agree, to be honest. Don't um, let him trigger you. Just don't because it's gonna make yourself angered yeah. about things. It's like Pierce Morgan. I don't <laughs> fuck with it. I don't fuck with it. Like mm. just don't watch it. Don't endorse it. Just but shout out to Kahinde. Just leave it. He was not bothered at all by Pierce Morgan. That's what I'm saying. Just leave it. At all. If you can't handle the mental of being on that level of care, for care like self care and like not caring, just protect your mind. But all even right. saying that, I can't watch things or listen to things like that anymore. I That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Kanye, I'm not watching six minutes. No, but I mean I'm the Kahinde. I mean the whole um, the Pierce Morgan shit. The Pierce, yeah, the Pierce Morgan thing. The yeah. With so Kahinde. the whole format of inviting someone of color. No, but I mean, black. I mean in general. So I don't want to absorb content anymore that is affecting my mental health 100 so all the videos of the black people getting shot we should oh i stopped that and everything last year ago but it's just tiring it's just there's a whole agenda on torture porn like literally it's called torture porn like literally the black bodies on the floor there was a gif of sandra bland there was a gif like do you know what i mean like a gif a gif or gif or whatever you call it yeah let's let's sandra bland we might application made a like of that prison scene we might we might trigger a few people through this conversation so let's not um apologies if we do so let's segue on sorry we're into race two guys but yeah anyway let's move on to our next agenda so we've done drake we've done Kanye um, let's move on oh, we actually are going to trigger ourselves because we're going into another fucking arena of Donald fucking Trump but we're talking about the music elements so let's get into the fun side of it I'm going to get to the fun side of it first um, so, but we'll get into the fun side of it now and we'll talk about our friends <laughs> oh it's alien oh it's alien bank sorry guys I'm just looking at a picture of this now like Okay, so Lana Del Rey can fight, apparently. Lana Del Rey. She's about it. Why is this woman famous? So, Lana Del Rey can fight. Can someone answer me that question? Why is she famous? Because she makes Tumblr depressive music. For people in their real feelings, Lana Del that Rey can commit is to that trash. kind of feeling. Like, do you know what I mean? She is trash. I know Shopee, you like her music. Shopee no, likes her whoa, first whoa, album. Her whoa, first two, whoa, her first her two first albums. albums. Let me speak to myself. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Go on. Go on. 
These two don't speak for me. <laughs> but you spoke in the group chat. I'm just paraphrasing. Am I going to finish or no? Go, finish. Okay. Finish. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I did like Lana Del Rey's first two albums. She lost me after that. So, wait, did we lie? You said I'm a big fan of her. I didn't and then afterwards, fan, I corrected I myself. I agreed with I you. I corrected myself afterwards and said the first two albums. Oh, I didn't hear that. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm a lo- I um I love I loved her first two albums. I do think she her her early work was good. I like that she brought something different to the mainstream pop realm. You can make all your jokes about Tumblr and depressiveness and all that. No, but that that's what sense. like that's where she was gaining a that's lot of niche. her praise. That's her niche. Just like the weekends. I'm not saying like that's her. That's her. That was her one of her. But she has groups. a unique lane, and it's done well for her. Like because. She, if you check the check the numbers, she's oh no, she's still, she's sold she's still, fantastically. No, and still doing very well. So I don't really listen to her anymore. But mm. Born to Die and Ultraviolet were great projects. I like that song. I will give it to her. Born to this is what I'm saying. It supports my point. Born to Die. I'm like, about. I music. did support that song. Um, I, I did like and that song from her. I don't really. If we're, fuck if we're gonna talk about why Lana Del Rey is here, why is Khalid here? He's uh, trash too. All right, we're not doing this. Go boring on. guys. We'll get boring, into it because wait. Boring. Shop, okay. Do you know what? Do you know what? We'll get into this in two weeks' time because Khalid drops next week, and so does Brent Fires. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> me me and album. Eden will. Me and Eden will. That's absolutely fine, nigga. It's <laughs> absolutely fine. Because we and Eden will. But yeah, let's segue. We'll, we'll, we'll do this on episode eight. We will do this on episode eight. We're episode six right now. We will return to Khalid Wait, can we on just episode talk about eight. That? No, 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 we'll get into this in episode eight. Shopping hasn't even heard the album. He said, I'm, I have nothing to say about Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm just like segueing on because I just don't want this today. Shout out to Armour Dynasty. She knows how I feel right now on Twitter. She knows, who I, she knows how I feel about Khalid. We're on the same level. Right. So Lana Del Rey, the person who we figured out why is famous right now. So she was chilling, chilling like a villain. She called out Donald Trump. Okay. For um, Kanye West, actually, specifically for supporting Donald Trump. And here comes friend AB. Zany Banks. Let's go. So, wow. Okay, Lana. This would be cute if you were consistent with your outrage and refused to collab with ASAP Rocky, who has physically assaulted women too. That's true, allegedly. Um, but to me, Doctor Luke. But okay. To me, this just looks like the typical white woman taking use of a weakened target to pretend to be an ally, especially because you know that a white woman versus a black male will result in an immediate victory for the white woman due to societal circumstances, which is. Actually, historically true as well. She also claimed that Lana wouldn't dare to challenge a black woman on her opinion, arguing a social prejudice in place there is between sexes versus women. And she continued on her Twitter spree (laughs) and claims that she shouldn't use Kanye for her own vapid attempts to seem politically aware. Kanye is not your enemy or the enemy. In fact, your selective outrage makes you the enemy. You approve of ASAP Rocky because his victims weren't white. You're exactly the kind of thought police Kanye is fighting against. What? So, Lana Del Rey, Boogie Down Bronx, she she just comes back with this response. And this is wild because Shop GPXO, you know the Addy. Pull up anytime. Hmm. Say it to my face. Hmm. But if I were you, I wouldn't. Hmm. Okay? I won't not fuck, fuck you the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Period. Yes. I won't fuck you the fuck that up. Period. That is a word. 
Okay. I won't not Let's fuck you the fuck. <laughs> Let me get my into my bag and repeat this that again. Okay. I will not fuck you the fuck up. Period. Mm. I won't mm. not fuck you the fuck up. Period. Mm. She put a full stop and then period. Mm. Mm. She put periods. Your face and this are words. And she did not <laughs> stop there. There's more. There's more because these two were friends. So there's more. Banks, you could have been the greatest female rapper alive right now. But Droopy you blew it. You blew it. Don't take it out on the only person who had your back. Mm. And that <laughs> is the finish line for. <laughs> Oh, wait, there's more. Guys, there's more, there's more, there's more. Oh, there more. was the Zelia Banks voodoo hashtag or some shit. Okay. I think we get the point. Though. Okay. We get the point. Yeah, let's, let's, there's more. There's more about surgeries and more about voodoo and more about black magic and all this. But let's get into the line. I won't not fuck you the fuck up, period. What do we think about all of this, guys? What do we think about Lana okay. Del Rey showing us she's street and she about it? Okay, first of all, Zelia Banks, shut the fuck up. First of all. And I'm saying this as a fan of your music, long-time fan, but just shut the fuck up. This, you're out here having selective outrage because Lana Del Rey, everything she said about Kanye was valid. It was fair to make. Well, well it's an opinion because isn't Azealia Banks a conservative anyway? It's a political opinion, yeah, yeah. on what okay. Kanye and Trump In terms of Trump. where I stand on the side of the coin, it was fair. She's allowed to voice her opinion. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, on that and premise, no, but she it's is. It's also yeah. stupid because Azealia has now become anti-Trump these last, even though she supported him initially. Azealia has now become anti-Trump. So why is it an issue? You're literally just complaining just because Lana Del Rey said it. I don't understand why that's an issue because she's white. What's... I don't understand the issue here. And yes, we can talk about, you know, white people silencing black voices, which is very true, but Lana just... There was some... The thing Lana is just said what a lot of us have been thinking. And then this whole thing about supporting abusers, but Azealia Banks, you worked with Dr. Luke. And Azealia, you can't talk about um, supporting black women when you have called black women monkeys and slaves. And you've literally insulted every single marginalized group known to man. You have said anti-Semitic things, homophobic things, racist things. Yeah. Things so, against Asians, Zayn Malik. So like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And and this is, like I said, you're making great points about how white women against black men leads to all There's always countries. facts in what There's she always says. Always facts. Always facts. But it's hypocritical when it's but, in her context. And in this it's situation, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary necessary so my only thing to you is is just keep using your you know your your vim your black feminist knowledge we use it when it's warranted it was not warranted you literally were just speaking for no reason yes i understand you love kanye yes i understand you support him and you want to help him but lana simply said what many of us were thinking and you're just mad she's saying it because she's a white woman I feel like she was even against Kanye at one point. So I think this is more, this is even strategic because apparently they were going to work on some shit together as well. Ooh. So I'm just like, Azealia and Kanye, Kanye was apparently, allegedly, whatever. But Didn't Kanye told Azealia that she's the future. I remember seeing an interview where she said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, mm. he's, they both mutually supported each other over the years and mutually not supported each other over the years. Both very hypocritical, both in the same kind of position, in my opinion, yeah. in terms of what the fuck's going on with both of them. Um, but yeah, Eden, what are your thoughts on... Ooh, you know the Eddie. What are your thoughts on all of that? To be honest, I don't have any opinions on this situation whatsoever. I'm just going to echo what Shope said, to be honest. It just sounds like someone's angry at someone else for having an opinion that goes against theirs. 
and but does we, it though? Because I think Azealia feels the same way, but it's just how, she's just mad because Lana said it. I yeah. think Azealia feels the same way. Yep, That's I, the thing. in parts, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just feel like this doesn't make Sorry, sense. Sorry, guys, we had someone who had a question that they had to ask, um, so they came in the room. So I think what happened was I was talking about my opinion on the whole Azealia. situation. You said you co signed Shoppe, yeah, I, I basically echo, I echo what Shoppe says or said basically, um, that it just sounds like two people who don't like each other, and Azealia didn't like the fact that it came from. Uh, Lana Del Rey and that's me we'll segue into the American Music Awards uh, which had great performances and some awkward categorizations which we're going to talk about so Shoppe I think he's had a very strong opinion about um, the performances so get into that for us please um, I just want to shout out um, everyone that was involved in the Aretha, Aretha Franklin tribute it has been <coughs> thus far my favorite tribute to her since her death um, Fuck Madonna Forever, which is which had the Billboard Awards. Um, Black Girls Rock had its moments, but it could have been better. But this was definitely my favorite, and it was a, um, a host of gospel artists and legacy paying tribute to Aretha's gospel roots. And I'm just gonna keep it quick and say that you should all go watch it. But I'm gonna spotlight in particular the legendary Cece Winans. She came and did what needed to be done. Her voice is just so still after 20, 30 years, so clear and pristine. And she did the hell out of Mary Don't You Weep. So the tribute, the whole tribute was amazing with CeCe Winans. From what I saw, it was really good CeCe too. Winans was a standout for me. I'm going to leave it at that. Cardi B had an amazing performance. I think Nick has some thoughts on that. Um, I would say it was very uh, theatric um, in its composition. I don't think anyone expected that from the American Music Awards from Cardi. Like, because... It was basically three artists, not one, I like it. So it had it had three different components to it. And the fact that Cardi was able to move around the stage, do the whole theatrics, do multiple things, spin around, do that whole thing, do the whole stage dance. Stage presence was yeah, in full Yeah, do the force. whole dance um, number as well. And just allow Bad Bunny as well as Jay Lavin, Blavin, or is it how you pronounce it? Whatever, to shine as well um, was fundamentally phenomenal to be honest and I think she is one of the female rappers in the game that has one of the most stage presences right now so shout out to Cardi B and shout out to Sierra as yes. well which I think Eden should talk about because he had some thoughts on that as well her performance on the American Music Awards I saw you Sierra saw was the best performance of the night I'm just trying to remember what I tweeted now uh, just just give your thoughts on it because you I, saw I it I thought it was amazing um, I it actually made me realise because I know Sierra's amazing mm. obviously I didn't rate her when she like I don't really have a singing voice, but well, well, yeah. But I, uh, she's an entertainer. It made that's me realize cool, how, how amazing she is. She's um, an amazing performer. Performance. I think that's one of the best performances I've seen in a while. To be honest, just the energy, the choreography, mm. the way she kind of transitioned between um, all the different, I guess you could say, dance trends and stuff like that. Mm. I thought really, really good. The um, confidence. Yeah, the, the command. The I would just say one thing about Sierra when she performs, she doesn't need a budget. You no. don't need don't, to have, yeah. you can put zero pounds and she'll get it together herself. Yeah. Just like, give her, it was just her and the dancers. dancers. That's it. Missy sometimes, you know, to give the nostalgia, the history element. That's but it. Sierra, she doesn't need money. The comparison between Cardi's performance and hers, mm. Cardi big budget, Sierra nothing. Yeah. Literally, or not nothing, but minimal spend. Yeah. Come, same on, with the Aretha, come on man the same with the Aretha tribute come on. no budget needed yeah. you just needed voice. a b- voice and that's history, it that's it you just needed a voice yeah so shout out to that but so yeah let's get into the actual awards let's now. get into the awards because there was Nick, one that kind of yeah that you know <laughs> triggered me um, best male pop 
was it best mo pop? No, best mo R and B, right? Best mo R and B. We have the deceased, you know, dead now. XXX Temptation, um, winning an R and B category. So, and it's not even a disrespect to the amount of quality he has in his music because loads of publications, loads of critics have said he's got good quality. But I go to Apple Music. I've tweeted this. I saw. <laughs> rap and hip hop and I was under the assumption that this nigga was rap a rapper and hip hop sad emo depressive kind of rap and all that but rap and hip hop nonetheless why are we jumping to this category are like my mental is higgy hacker right now like, like what like are like I are, even went uh, guys confession I did go and play just quickly one or two songs from that project just to see what am I hearing? It wasn't to actually appreciate, but it was to actually check category wise. It's still contributed, whatever, but I just wanted to see, I'm hearing still it's rap and hip hop. So Wagwan, AMAs, Wagwan, because it's not the fans voting for genres and categories, it's the fans voting based on the parameters that you set and the artists within those parameters that you set for them to vote for. So can't say it's the fans vault. Anyway, Another shopping. Thing, um, the the recipient of best female R and B artist was Bad Girl Riri Rihanna, who hasn't musically been present for about two years. You know, she had a feature here and there, but why was Rihanna nominated? Let alone one. Why? Why? And this is no shade. We all love Rihanna here. We're big fans of Rihanna. But why was Rihanna nominated when she has not been present in the scene for a while? Sills and LMA were also in that category. Just give it to one of them. You could have given it to her, but that was just a waste of a. It was just a waste of a slot in the nomination. Like and the fact that she won as well. That's even more insult to injury. It's one thing that she was nominated, but the fact that she won and she wasn't even there because she she probably was shocked too. She was like, why am I even nominated? Why, 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 <laughs> she probably was shocked too. Win? And Rihanna's very honest. So she'll just literally be like, why the did hell did I that? win? No, no, but I'm just saying, I know if she was asked on that, she'd probably agree. Like, <laughs> I didn't release shit. I know I'm focused on my makeup and changing that game up right now. So, so, and Puma and all this. And then quickly, just a quick thing. Camilla Cabello, you out here winning four awards. I think you won the most of the night and I'm just confused. AMAs ain't shit. That's, that's my takeaway from the night. We do have a bias. We just don't think she's anything special. She's, she's incredible mediocre she ain't special I that's call, a fact I call her a marginally best Selena Gomez which isn't saying much because Selena Gomez is also hot poo so um, <laughs> Selena Gomez can stick to acting and even then she and can even then, and even then. So, I'm sorry Selena if it's not always the way we play goodbye I do hope your mental <laughs> I do hope that her mental's getting well because I know she's going through it right now but musically it's fine but, you don't need to make your coin like that it's fine Camilla Cabello winning four awards like, I think she won artist of the year I'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> has it hasn't been present to me? <laughs> Havana, you're for young She hasn't been the artist of my year. Yeah, not to me anyway. But I don't you know, know what. I did like Havana. I can say that I like that song, and it was a great video. But I just no. She's not. No. She she ain't a star. She's not a star. She's a you know Paola she's, star. She's not a star. Like, but she ain't a star. But um, that's all we're gonna say about that. Uh, yeah, we just have to bring the airways up, up just because it's weird with this award season coming up and all these other awards as well coming up soon. We just need to categorize that. But um, yeah, man, let's segue out of this because I'm just the AMA. It's time to get a bit deep. In my heads. Yeah, I didn't. So, really, I didn't comment on it because I haven't seen it. So yeah, Eden hasn't seen it. We pre-discussed it. Yeah, you know, I don't really. Fine. To be honest, I don't really watch award shows. 
Oh, I just watched the, so the show. I, I watched literally before performances and I saw Twitter hyping about Sierra, which led me to Cardi B, which then led me to see an XXX yeah. nominate. It wasn't really, I'm going to you know watch this. Do you know what's weird? I don't actually like, care about performances by artists. I don't anymore. know why. It used I, to I be a thing. I don't really care because I, I feel like I see them too much now. Yeah. The just, overexposure, like there's no theatre behind yeah. it. There's no like, there is theatre in terms of performances, but no theatre behind the run up oh exactly. my god this artist is going to before this has to be a certain artist for me to pay attention to like yeah. sierra i know she's going to do a dance break let me just see what she's doing this time you know jan if janet ever performs you we're know an award show you know that okay she's going to bring it people watch yeah people watch for beyonce as well you know this but generally spoke artists that but generally when for. you see a performance lineup these aren't singers yes you are by definition by job role but you ain't singers and also there was Not a conversation we were having about what well, on i was having with some of my followers about artists in this generation not being able to perform which kind of spun over after the Sierra conversation and it was kind of like do artists actually know how to perform I mean besides Normani's one minute dance break this year were there any <laughs> art and that's a one minute dance break you know can I can Normani give it to me for three four seven eight minutes with two songs I don't know yet yeah. I'm gearing up for that but just a just a question to you guys really um and to the wider listeners like what artists now are really killing it in terms of theatrics. I mean, Bruno, but he's not new anymore. Um, we have Tanache, yeah. but no one cares about her. Oh, yeah, Tanache, not new as well. But um, any newbies that you guys think are doing anything? No. I did, okay, so this is random, but I watched a Tone Synth video, video recently, Ooh. and I realized that, that that guy's actually quite good. He Ooh. dances, sings, and everything. So, mm. yeah, I, I feel like if he if he got to that level where he was on stages at like award shows and stuff like that, I feel like he'd be quite good. Mm. He reminds, he doesn't really remind me of a young Chris Brown, but I feel like he is one of the first R&B singers I've seen that can actually dance and sing at the same time as well. Justin Bieber was a flop. I don't know what that was Can about. we never just talk about And he still, try, he still tries nowadays. Can we all. not talk about that? Because dancing, that, that, it's not, <laughs> that, 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 that was never it. That would never be it. Or singing. Live anyway. Live, exactly. Live. Yeah. Just to say I saw Chris Brown perform with Drake last night, still can't sing live and yeah. dance. Anyway, Ooh. moving to Eden, let's go. Eden, let's get a bit deep. Well, let's try and get everything into the 10 minutes that we have left. So I just want to say quickly, um, in terms of Squat Studios, we're down for maintenance for a bit just yes, to work come on. through promo. <laughs> so we're working on version two at the moment. Um, we're just making sure everything's perfect, um, trying to make it much easier for people to book studios, adding more studios and uh, making the app run much smoother. So um, we're down for the moment. If anyone is looking for a studio in particular, still feel free to send me a message and we can work something out. Um, but yeah, just fit that in quickly. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to just talk about something quickly and I asked these two for their permission to talk about it because it is quite an interesting topic. Um, Fitting for this week too. Yeah. So obviously... Um, Music in general is very important to a lot of us. Us three, we have a podcast on music. And um, I just wanted to talk about how people use music as a crutch. The way that the music industry right now, I think it's quite interesting the way we're in quite an anxious period of time. And music is being released in such a kind of 
it, it it almost promotes anxiety the way that music is coming out nowadays it's rushed like listen to me listen to me listen to me you got all these artists that are like no actually listen to me instead and stuff like that and it's just about the way that we kind of listen to music and enjoy it so for me this week obviously i had a very tough week in terms of um trying to organize my life and like prioritize certain things like squat and like just life in general and stuff so i go to music in my free time and just enjoy albums um Loyal Karna's album, I go back to every so often because it's so vulnerable and talks about general struggle. Um, there's quite a few albums that I've been listening to that just kind of calm me down, but I was struggling this week to f- go through the new releases because of how busy my mind was. So, I mean, this is just a question. Anyone feel free to answer this, but like, how do you guys use music in general? Like, if you're in a funk or just in general, how do you use it? So, I'll go first. I think one of the last generally just like times where I felt like music was good not good in that sense but good in terms of like I had control over consumption and stuff like that was in uni actually in like first year or second half of second year and I would stay up you know the schedule in uni it's crazy you can do what the fuck you want so like sometimes I wouldn't go out like with everyone and go clubbing and stuff I'd just literally stay in this is gonna sound mad Janae Aiko but like with incense and all sorts like and just dimmed lighting and shit like and just vibe to SoundCloud like find new artists just let it play on repeat when it not repeat let it play on autoplay based on my um, plays before and stuff and just find new music and that was my fucking element like I'd relax till three in the morning just finding new artists tweeting just sporadically late night twitter all that kind of stuff just tweeting sporadically like oh my god this artist is so dope and that was when the scene wasn't really the cult the cult culture you know in parenthesis wasn't as deep as it is now with all these platforms churning out material and this was only like four three four years ago music streaming culture has changed so much in that time like I feel like I do go to it for therapy and I said that before Mick Jenkins he he calms my mind down J. Cole he calms my fucking mind down you know old school R&B Brandy calms my mind down like it just lets me think about what the project's about what's playing and that could be a new J. Cole release I had three weeks sitting with J. Cole's new album this year that was the last album of the year that I found that I could sit with for that amount of time before the the wind rush of Cardi B and you know Migos and all that kind of stuff came out and it is crazy in terms of music consumption nowadays. I do think that there's a lot to be said about. And I, to be honest, I think the pressure is in ourselves as well because of social media, because of trends, because of, you know, Usher was trending yesterday, LMA. There was a very big conversation on both of those two. Mm-hmm. Then the Kalani pregnancy thing kind of took over from that and all that kind but, of stuff. But how do you use music though? I use it I I want to use it for therapy and I do use it for therapy but I'm trying to just to say that I found that hard to do this year in particular because of the amount of releases I'm linking it back to your point where you said um, it's made you feel anxious Mm. it's made my brain feel overwhelmed like overwhelmed especially because I'm a writer as well and there's demands and stuff like that so I use it for therapy and I try to use it for a sense of calm and relaxation and like I use going to the cinema, like solo cinema trips, just to like forget about what's going on in the world. I tend to use it about that. But then even that's being inked over because music's becoming political and it's becoming a form of political outrage. So while Beyonce's, I'm not Beyonce, Solange's a seat at the table was very therapeutic for me. It still reflected real world issues, if Mm. that makes sense. So 
it's even closing in on itself in that way in terms of it becoming real escapism. So, but then music reflects the world, but yeah, that's how I use it. I use it for therapy. I'm finding it hard because of the consumption and the anxiety for releases like yourself and the fact that the topics are just becoming so much more politicized. Like five years ago, I could just go to a Lupe fiasco for that and then go back to the rest just for ignorant rap, just to forget about stuff and laugh and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now it's all becoming a social trend mm. and I feel like everything's coming together in a big melting pot and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to pull away, but I do want to pull away for a couple months after we record this just to recenter okay. and refocus. But Shope. Shope, just for the last three minutes, gonna ask the question again. So how do you use music? If you want to answer this question, it's up to you, but... Um, so, um, I would say recently I necessarily haven't been using music for therapy because like as echoed by, um, Eden and Nick, it's just become too overwhelming. My brain is fried, especially someone who actually works in music and I'm also a writer too. So my whole life outside of, you know, recreational, recreation is music. So mm. recently my, my therapy has been silence and reading more i'm trying to like because i'm i'm an english graduate i'm trying to read more again but in terms of music therapy music is still obviously my first love and my favorite thing in this world so i have one man raves in my room i have one man parties so like i just play and not and it won't be new music it'll be stuff that yeah, i already know so shit. as i mentioned before um i was listening to trey songs this week so like I was just like in my room, jigging out loud to to um, <laughs> the radio album, just getting my life. Ooh, and then, good and I'm also like the uncle of uh, the three of us. So like I was out here playing Curtis Mayfield and just getting my hey, life as if I was- bigger. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. And even just randomly like Kirk Franklin, like Kirk Franklin's come on, music. Come on, That gives, and it's, even though his music is so like up tempo and so uplifting, mm, mm, mm. it gives me such a, a stillness and a peace because mm. his songs and the way he um, arranges his singers is yes. just beautiful. So like, that's why yeah. I think, I just don't think that I can really find therapy through these new releases because me made an, a very in, incredible point, an excellent point that I'd, I am getting anxiety, anxiety when I see all these releases and I was even saying to these two that I might have to just stop using Twitter for a while and just listen to what I want to mm. when I want to because there are I, I'm aware there's been many releases this year that I should have checked out but I just haven't or there have been releases that I've listened to like just once so like, for example mm. Sir's album I know I loved it but I don't think I gave it the attention it deserved mm. so when I listen to music in terms of therapy it's stuff that I already know and I just kind of play out loud in my room and mm. have a little one man dance and pretend I'm at Madison Square Garden. I'm tired. When I'm in the shower, I have a nice little concert too. So that's my therapy. Or even like, um, I look forward to going to work. I, like, I look forward to having music to listen to on my commute and on the way back. But in terms of recently, it's more been, my mediums have been definitely podcasts and yes podcasts have replaced on youtube and all that yeah. for me yeah i was just going to plug my article quickly i don't write as much as these guys but i do write on medium occasionally um so i think my medium is eads mckenzie i can't remember but i wrote a piece about how podcasting is therapy for some people yes I, um, yes which is partly why i haven't really said this out loud but it's partly why i i think we need to release 
every Tuesday because there's some people that might use our our podcast to get through the day yeah when they're at a job they don't like or something along those lines that's what I like obviously I'm not saying I don't like my job but I use podcasts quite a lot to get through the bulk of my day I sit at my desk mm. and I just to get listen through to the same stuff thing. and all of that but I think I think audio makers whether you're a musician you're an artist whatever we have a responsibility to the people who enjoy the things that we do and um I just really wanted to talk about that because I found myself really overwhelmed with the amount of music that came out and has been coming out for months now. Um, I think we had about six projects this week, Friday, that came out. And the thing out. is, I actually saw this week and I was like, it's a quiet week because the amount of- That's just, what I at, thought. At one point, it was literally just LMA and- um, Quaver. Quaver, exactly. Which I was, and I was like, anyway. I'm like, I'm not really interested. <laughs> LMA might get a spin later on, but I can take my time. Yeah. But then Usher came into the mix and so many other people just randomly sprouted out of the mix. And it was like the UK Western that got that got a mention and I didn't realise it was coming out this week. Yeah. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was that week. Um and the thing is, it's such a contra like it's a contradiction for me because I love music discovery and I love finding new artists as you probably found out from my recommendations. It's always a new or something I've gone back to that's from a new artist or someone who's not as recognized. But the fact is the music's just coming out so much and it, 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 it tempts my self-discovery self to go through every single one because I'm like, it's not even to keep up and talk about it. It's just for my sense of satisfaction that like, oh my God, that cover looks interesting. I know that project's going to be a bit dope. Oh, that production, that producer's on that project. I really, it's just that kind of experimentation. I'm kind of like, I'd say a will I am in terms of like, I'm in everything of like every time. Like I just love not being behind and knowing of quality in the industry. But I will say to Eden's point that yeah I think we have to take the onus onto ourselves mm. and step back even if we do see these new releases on Twitter fuck it I'm yeah. still listening to Kirk Franklin I'm still listening to Brandy <laughs> fuck that shit mm. my album ain't done yet and when it is done I'm going to another album I'm going to Sir's album I'm going to whatever to Travis Scott again I want to see Astro World. you know we don't have to follow the trends and even as writers all of us as writers we don't need to do that and put the pressure on ourselves. And that's what 2019 is about for me, not putting the pressure on myself and just going at releases. And I can go four months and say, oh, that project in April was great. Yeah. I can still write about it. So I think the main thing to take away from this is listen. I'm not, obviously we're not going to tell you what to do. And obviously I'm not acting like I'm an expert on anything on this, but I would say what I'm going to do in the future, I'm going to listen to things more mindfully. So when mm-hmm. it comes to all of the podcasts that come out mainly on a Friday or like throughout the week or the new music that comes out on a Friday, if you do feel like you want to keep up with what people are talking about, you're just going to stress yourself out, to be honest. You are. Your mi- my mind is hurting. And I right feel now. like we're listening to music at the moment, not to enjoy, but to stay within certain topics and, and to write follow a quick certain tweet. beef sort of do et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, even you said earlier about Quavo saying... Um, that thing about Nicki Minaj kind of like exposing Mm. Nicki Minaj and stuff like that people won't want to miss that so they're going to tune into that circle so like Offset or etc etc we just need to relax and we need to stop stressing ourselves out but yeah guys we got to wrap up Um, someone else has to use the room at the moment so thank you very much for getting to the end of this it was a very very long episode Um, what I just want to say quickly we're trying to work on a playlist at the moment. Nick is currently putting some songs together of what we've spoken about. Um, 
what else is there follow us on that's pod on twitter and instagram go and shop it we'll be putting our christmas playlist in december okay so shop, shop it. it will be created shop it right. wants to do this so. it's his little baby yeah you will get your destiny's child you will get other stuff your jackson five and your boys to and your natalie cole yeah but okay <laughs> and that's everything guys wait Just to- one more plug one more plug gone rate comment rate comment on itunes please and yeah support the podcast in whatever way yeah vocally one more thing didn't you write a new article i did yesterday just about usher's it's just about usher's album um i actually felt inspired to write that album i just was listening to it and thinking about usher's trajectory and that was an inspired piece it wasn't a piece i was forced to put out or wanted to put out and it was on lost culture right? it was on lost culture yes exactly um check that out um and yeah but just rate and comment guys please Brilliant. just helps the podcast yeah we've been doing quite well on itunes as well um the reviews have been amazing we're glad you guys have been enjoying we're still rated quite highly which is amazing um but yeah guys someone has to use the room we really appreciate the listen have a good week have a good week and yeah thank you for listening to that's pod well don't let the stands yeah right. and use the hashtag don't alert the stands yeah that's pod i, I have to switch between them both but yeah guys thank you very much Thank you. Take it easy. Mornings or afternoons. Bye.